These are the Keishi Tapes. You Man and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Keishi Tapes, episode 110. John Hewlett, the mighty Favaz. Today, we're going to go back in time, just six years back, to when I, along with my morning show partner at the time, Learn, interviewed John Densmore of The Doors. John Densmore was the drummer. Um, I have not met him. Uh, it was impossible to meet Jim Morrison, pretty much. But I have, you, you know, I think you've met Robbie Krieger before. Have you met Robbie Krieger? Maybe. I don't know. I did an interview with him, I think. And I have met uh, Ray Manzarek before at Pops, of all places. Wow. Where we did that video interview. So yeah. uh, he is uh, probably the uh, the only member that I, I had a shot at and never have. And uh, I've never even heard his speaking voice. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing this. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So here we go. This was uh, This was live on the air. And it has since been edited, but uh, still pretty much intact the way it fully came off. Okay. Here we go. Very much so. I I was there once before, but... So, so somebody asked him, I think, either Learn or myself asked him if he'd ever been to St. Louis. Ah, okay. Yes. So long ago. Uh, I need a refresher. <laughs> well, you couldn't have picked a, a cooler record store to uh, to do this appearance and book signing at. Euclid Records is is one of the best here, so we're excited to have you. Yeah, I'm pleased that I stumble into all these independent record stores for books, you know. Yeah. Bookstores are sort of disappearing, but these indie record stores, they, they've they hung on, and there's a sense of community, and everybody loves it. Well, John, you've written a book here about about the little, little cutoff there. Nobody would notice that. You just pointed it out. Small edit. Business end of things for the doors. There's nothing in here about sex, nothing salacious and dirty. I mean, is it going to be tough to sell a lot of books without the dirty stuff in there? Excellent question. Boy, you were on it. Yeah, sex sells. Everybody knows that. I love sex, drugs, and rock and roll books. I do. This is my second self-centered memoir. (laughs) The first one, Riders on the Storm, has all the dirt. Oh. And how did you feel after you got that one out? Dirty. Clean. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> it was very uh, therapeutic for you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Now, now this book, again, is called Unhinged, and decided not to go with a deal for Cadillac that would have brought the band $15 million. How, how, did, how were you able to turn down that kind of money? I mean, it's, I understand turning down money, but when you're talking about a gigantic sum like that, John, you, I can understand how the other guys in the band were not too happy with you. I always go for the money question. Yeah, good question. Got to got to yeah. go to the money. You say basically you said I under I, I kind of understand why the other guys think you're an asshole. <laughs> follow, Is that what you meant? Yeah, well basically I guess yeah, but and the always 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 remember follow the money. Yes, yes. Well, my knees were shaking, that's for sure. Mm. Um you know, you have to uh, include that the managers take 10 or 15 and you know, it doesn't turn out to be that much, but it is a lot of money, and you know, Jim said we should split all the money, and so all of us have nice houses and a couple groovy cars. We're okay, and his intention was uh, not to let the songs be used as commercials, and and I have to uphold that because he's not around. And you were able to do that with his estate and his father, who was you know whose career. His military career was, I guess, 
harmed some to some degree because of Jim's involvement in, in, uh, in the anti-war movement and things like that. He stepped up and uh, and and helped preserve uh, the uh, integrity of of the music with you, didn't he? Yeah, it was a very touching moment when the 86-year-old admiral said he wanted to come to the aid of his son's legacy after his son caused him a bit of trouble, you know, writing unknown soldier against the Vietnam War when his dad was in the Gulf of Tonkin commanding battleships. Ironic. How about that? How about that irony? Right, that is. That's pretty neat. Yeah. But I, I, I'm starting to think, what Doors song did Cadillac want to use? L.A. Woman or Roadhouse Blues or, you know, I wonder which one they wanted. Uh, it might have been a tour of some sort. I don't know. It was It was a lot of money. Oh, so maybe maybe it, it was, was just a song. Maybe it was just a song. Yeah. I don't remember now. Uh, John Densmore of The Doors will be at Euclid Records tonight to uh, sign autographs and sign his book, Unhinged. Uh, when they come and see you, John, what should they expect? I mean, what, what, do, you, do, you, do you sit and talk a little while? Uh, do you have time to do that? Do you, do you make any comments? Well, it depends on how many people show up, but I certainly talk to each person and personalize the autograph. I'm, I enjoy meeting uh, the fans, and sometimes it's several generations of fans. It's really charming do you tell them not to put the signed book on ebay <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that would be the ultimate slap in the face about a book is uh, you know about not you know not being commercialized or anything <laughs> well that's the point of personalizing it so you don't have to they can't unless yeah. it's to a person of the same name which could and, and i also agree to sign one doors item you know t-shirt or lp or whatever they got uh-huh. But not a whole bunch of them, because then they do wind up on each. Or an actual door. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. John, what, do you, what else do you do in your spare time besides, uh, you know, your career and your music? Well, I have family and uh, kids, and and I also uh, love writing, and so I'm I'm into writing uh, possibly another book, not uh, nonfiction. Mm-hmm. How many kids do you have? A couple. How many grandkids? A couple. <laughs> well, he's a great interview, yeah, yeah, John. Yeah, he really struggled. I think, wanna... he just, I think he just got out of bed. <clears throat> Would you like to know his net worth? Uh, let me th- let me guess here. I'm going to say about thirty million. Fourteen million. Fourteen million. Well, yep. that's lower, much lower than I thought. Yeah. You know, you're talking about music here that is just iconic and everywhere. Robbie you know, Krieger, but, fifteen million. But, but could have been a lot more. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, John. Well, thanks for being with us here today. Woo, that was really great. Thank you. <laughs> Again, the book is called The Doors Unhinged, and it goes into deep detail of how John Densmore and the other members of the band had their difficulties with each other over the finances of the group over the years. John Densmore will be at Euclid Records this evening in Webster Groves. Not really. That's it. All right. So, you know, John Densmore was the only surviving member of The Doors that did not want to be part of the 21st century Doors was the band that uh, Ray Manzarek, Robbie Krieger, and the guy from uh, The Cult. Uh, yes, Ian the, the, Drury. Yeah, Ian, no, no not Ian, Drury, uh, uh, Ian, Ian Asbury. Ian Asbury. Yeah, he was a great singer, and, and he, in fact, he sued, I believe, didn't want the Doors mentioned at all, and won, and they had to change the name from the 21st century Doors or whatever to whatever they called them after that. So, mm, yeah. yeah, John Densmore is not afraid to uh, stand up for himself. No, no. no. Yeah, and you know you're talking about some really valuable merchandise here too. Some you know, some, yeah. And he uh, he's held the line, and that is not typical at all with just about any group 
that back then, back in the day, they would all hold a line and say, oh, the music has too much integrity. We would never sell our music. Well, of right. course, as time changed, almost every single one of them have done it in some capacity, some more tasteful than others. Right. But, I, you know, the one that I think of that, that does it all the time just for anything is Queen. Yeah. The band Queen. They, they, they sell their stuff all the time. Yeah. And yeah. Brian May says, oh, Freddie wouldn't mind it. Well, well okay. Mm-hmm. Guess Fle- we'll never know. Fleetwood Mac, too. Uh, yeah, they've done it. I hear Fleetwood yeah. Mac stuff and drug, you know, drug company yes. commercials. And yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But, well, I, I don't know. Is it ridiculous? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who, who are we to say? I mean, it's, you need the money, you need want. the money. Some mm-hmm. of them don't need the money, but uh, I, Brian May doesn't need the money. No. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So. so there you go. John Densmore, episode 110 of the Casey Tape. Short little interview there. But we just had a small window with him. He was doing a bunch of interviews yeah. that day. That's how a lot of those tend to go. All right. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at STLU Man. On Instagram, I'm Johnny Hewlett. You can follow Favaz anywhere he goes. That's right. Just just follow me a little bit yeah. and then go away. Yes. AMF. Bye. The KC Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC mobile app.